All right, what's up, everyone? This is a new episode of Sports Harder. I am your host for the evening, Maddie Lukewarm Ice. And as always, my co-host for the evening is David Short But Not Long. Yo, what's up? How's it going over there, David? I'm full. (laughs) Yeah, because you're just chilling in my living room, you know, eating some wings. So, yeah, I would hope that you're full by now. Ah, yeah. (laughs) All right, that's good. Got all all filled and ready to go. That's all that matters. Yep. Um, so uh, D- David doesn't know this, but I wanted to because I wanted to catch him off guard with it. So I, I wanted to start on uh, a more serious note for the podcast. Um, so yesterday was September 11th. You know, 18 years since uh, that tragic day had happened. Um, I don't know why you would catch me off guard with that. I was. Well, what I'm going to, I mean, what I'm going to say with like, you know, everything. So, um, you know, we made a post on our Facebook about it because we wanted to remember that it happened. Um, I can honestly say, even though people say sports aren't a big deal, but when major things happen like that, like sometimes it's nice to get your mind off of what's actually going on in the world and have some sports and have, have that in your life instead of what's going on. So the people that day, you know, didn't know that they were spending, you know, the last night with their family members, you know, before they went to work the next day, they didn't know that they were going to lose loved ones. You know, the, the people in the building, also the, you know, the rescue squad, fire department, you know, police officers, all the people that lost their lives trying to go into the building, saving other, trying to save other people's lives. Um, you know, here on sports harder, we just want to say that, you know, we, you know, remember those people and we respect and honor all those people that had to go through that. But the main thing that I wanted to focus on was that you never know when it's your last day. You never know when something is going to come up or something's going to happen. So I just want to say, I appreciate you. I love you. You're great. I appreciate Mel I love her and all the the people in my life. This is just, you know, this is a hobby. This is something we do for fun. But it takes us away from what we do during the week, you know, and and it gets us time to just chill and relax. So I appreciate that you take the time to help me with that. I appreciate that uh, our family and friends let us do this because we're away from them while we record it. So just wanted to throw that out there. And then, like I said, we'll catch you off guard in case you wanted to say something or you know add on to that so you know Mm, right in the feels buddy right in the feels (laughs) you know that day i still remember you and me were both uh in high school we were both in high school when this happened i was coming down the stairs on the library side of the school from my first block class and noticed that everybody was in the library all the teachers. Yeah, because we weren't even allowed in there. Yeah. They weren't allowing any of the students in there. Yeah. I noticed that there was a TV in there. There, A lot of the teachers were in there. And then, you know, I didn't really find out what happened. Because none of the teachers told us what happened. It's basically, yeah. as soon as I got home, 
one of the first things I do when I get home is I turn on, I flip it over to ESPN News every day when I get home because it's just what I, you know, because I'm big sports nut like you are, you know, and I wanted yeah. to see what was going on. ESPN being owned by Disney and ABC had the ABC live feed of what was going on, you know, and all I saw was the smoke. And I was just like, oof. I mean, this is this is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and for the next several months, you know, this was all that everybody had on their mind. And, you know, it, it just hurt, you know, to see something like this. And you do, you did make a very, you know, good point, you know, you know, we do this, you know, we do this podcast, you know, to get away from our everyday lives. I mean, you as a teacher, me as a warehouse worker, you know, and you just don't know. You really don't. You just don't know when it could be your last. Mm -hmm. I mean, with all the current events going on right now, you just don't know. For all we know, Russia could drop the big one on us. You just don't know. And, you know, I appreciate you bringing me in to do the podcast in Brian's absence. Um, you know, we'll hopefully we'll get him back here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'm grateful for it. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, my now you're popular. <laughs> yeah, I'm popular. Yeah, cool. I didn't know we were doing a live streaming of this. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I do appreciate you doing this because this gets me out of the house on Thursdays, and then you know, soon to be Tuesdays. Yep. Brian can get going here. Um, you know, it gets me out of the house, gets my mind off of things. It's been a long week. I got one more day. But uno mas. One day, uno mas. Yep. Just, and you know, just, you know, every September 11th since then, I always thank our veterans. I thank our people who are currently serving overseas right now. Anybody who is in the firefighter, EMT, including our police officers, you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this is why I, you know, I will admit this freely. You know, there's been a lot of, you know, problems with police here lately. I am open with our officers. You know, I see them. I greet them. You know, especially some of the ones I've seen up at 7-Eleven. You know, I catch them and be like, hey, you know, how you doing? You know, what's up? I keep an open rapport with those guys. Our firefighters, not so much, and I won't discuss those details. Um... But, you know, I have a friend who is an ambulance driver and soon to be an EMT. That's going to be another big thing. So, you know, and I thanked him for what he did. And I thanked, you know, I haven't gotten around to thanking my sister yet because she's in and out. Uh, but she's in the Navy, you know, te technologically fighting for our country, you know, because she does the crypto stuff with the Navy and stuff like that, you know, that's what she does. So, you know, all in all, you know, from the bottom of my heart, Matt, thank you for having me on the show. Always, 
and I will continue doing it until I just say, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> which, will ne- which will not be anytime soon. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That was, you know. <laughs> I, th- I thought he was about to drop a bombshell on me and just be like, yep, I'm done. Mic drop. <laughs> no, not, I'm, I'm not going to do that because I love doing this. You know, I've always wanted to do a podcast, whether it's somebody else's podcast or one of my own. And you've been a big inspiration because I'm actually in the works, in the blueprint stages of getting one done. Hey, there you go. That'll be good. Like I said, once again, thank you. And, you know, and I will say it again, a big thank you to all of our, all of our operations guys, you know, Mm -hmm. firefighters, EMTs, uh, police officers, you know, just... Thank you for keeping us safe, for doing your jobs. Don't let anybody, you know, tell you, you don't let anybody, you know, deter you from doing your jobs. You know, police officers, especially to get a bad rep. Yeah. You know, firefighters depends on the location. Strasburg, Um, (laughs) you know, you know, sometimes they get a bad rep. Uh, EMTs, they gotta deal with they gotta deal with people transporting them from the scene of the crash or whatever to the hospital, and you get those irate guys that'll be like, "I don't need medical attention; <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. their job." Yeah, yeah. So you know, these guys have it hard. Don't give them any hell. There we go. Good. You know? Good. Well. I'm glad we were able to kind of start uh, on a little bit more of a, a serious note and get yeah. that out there. Be able to, you know, my my encouragement to our ten listeners that we have is, you know, be able. Hey, to it's tell, a start. Wait till we get the YouTube stuff started. There you go. There you go. True. Um, you know, just to you know, let your family and friends know you love them and care about them because, like mm-hmm. we said at the beginning, you don't know when it's going to be your last. Um, so just you know. A little bit of advice, you know, just uh, let your family and friends know that you love them and care about them. Um, all right, so we'll we'll start off now with uh, what's going down. And so uh, here a little bit later will be the Thursday night football game between the 0-1 Buccaneers against the 0-1 Panthers. Um, so let's start off with a pick then. Who do you got in this game tonight? Let's um, start off our weekly picks. All right. Um, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna take Carolina in this one. I think they're gonna rebound. Tampa's not there yet. They're not ready. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the Panthers on this one too. They put up a good fight against my Rams. Um, they did. That was actually a good game. Yeah, it was. It was a good game. Uh, Jameis Winston. They're showing him right now on the TV. I think he's a bust as a quarterback. I don't think you know he's gonna go down as you know one of the number one quarterback busts, you know, he's going to be up there with uh, that guy from the Raiders that Boo Boo always makes fun of. Uh, that was the number one pick. Is oh, Jamarcus Russell? Yeah, he's going to be up there with him, I'm telling you. Like, cause only not, number as, one only not as heavy. Yeah, I, heard not Jamar- as- I heard Jamarcus Russell kind of ballooned to like 300 pounds. He did, he did, yes. But just in quality, I mean, Winston is, is terrible. And everyone thought he was going to transcend the game when he was coming in, everyone was trying to get him. So um, I definitely think he's a bust for sure. So with our picks right now, so from the week, 
when it comes to only wins, since that's what I'm keeping track of, I have 11 wins and you have 12 wins. Uh, but what's our official record when it comes to wins, losses, and unfortunately ties? <laughs> yes. Um, our official record right now is 10-5-1 for the both of us. Ooh. The uh, what really... Let me flip over to my pick sheet here real quick. Not week two. There we go. Um, The one that got us was um, I earned uh, the New England win where you lost your upset pick to uh, Mm -hmm, with the Steelers. With the Steelers. And then I picked Atlanta where you picked Minnesota to win. Yep, and I got that one. Yep, You got that one. Uh, And what points-wise... Um, I'm ahead of you because I got both my lock and my upset. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a little interesting discussion about, you know, what an upset pick should be. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was kind of running it through my head a little bit. And to be perfectly honest, it could be whatever you feel like it's going to be. You know, you mentioned that you just went out on a limb with it, with mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. You know, you thought, you know, maybe Pittsburgh would give New England a run for their money you know, kind of put the hammer down and just do that. I go based on the spread, Mm -hmm. you know, based on what Vegas is saying to do it. And that's why I picked the 49ers because Vegas had the bucks up on them. Yeah. Vegas had the bucks up on them only by a 0.15. And to anybody who goes against the spreads that does the spread stuff, you know, bets against the spread, bets for the spread, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I was always told, add three points to the home team. So, say, so really my pick wasn't actually a true a true upset pick because the Bucks were favored by a point and a half. Well, you take three points from that, 49ers were favored by two and a half in all sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I think my dad told me, you know, always add three points to the, always add three points to like, say Dallas is favored by a point and they're at home. Well, that means the other team's favored by two. That's pass interference. Um, I think the ball was tipped. They were showing a replay. Oh, but, um, yeah, 49ers defense just, yeah, <laughs> but, um, it's just whatever it is, you know, you like to go out on a limb. I like to go against the spread. Yeah. You know, when you it comes go. to it. So That's this true. week's upset pick is going to be a little hard for me to pick. So if we've already done our picks, I'm going to review my picks and then choose the upset. I might make a switch on my pick. Can't switch it. No, that's not how this works. No, I, yeah, yeah. no. As, as soon as we're going down that line, you're making, you're thinking a lock. And a upset. That that's how this works. We're, you know, if you wanted to do research, you should have done that beforehand. So that 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 is on you. I like picking in the moment. I don't really do research. I just like going with my gut, what I feel, and going by you know how the games went and everything. Um, so, do you want to get into more so what stood? which game stood out to us the most, or do you want to get into the Antonio Brown thing and get that over with? Let's get that Brown crap <laughs> over with. Jeez, oh, <laughs> he's back in the fucking news again. Yeah. So uh, Antonio Brown, uh, as soon as he was 
basically picked up by the Patriots, um, which seemed awfully fishy to me the whole time because I, I, I feel that Antonio Brown never wanted to be a Raider in the first place. I think he planned or orchestrated this whole thing um, to be able to go where he wanted. I think he got to Raiders camp and realized this is not a winning team. I don't want to be on this team. And so he basically threw a fit kind of like in basketball, you know, when Anthony Davis refused to play and was kind of just like, you're going to trade me. Like, I don't want to be on the Pelicans anymore. Antonio Brown kind of did the same thing. And as soon as this happened, him becoming a Patriot, uh, allegations for a civil case, not a criminal case, which has been the big headline here recently is just you know it's not it's not a criminal case but he is being charged with uh sexual assault from his former trainer um who he is basically denying everything saying that they were in a relationship you know that that you know none of this happened without her consent and that she is doing this solely for money and um, he wants to be able to help protect future players from this problem um, and, you know, clear his name since he's like a husband and a father now. Um, now, I can't sit here and comment and be like, oh, yeah, he did it or, oh, no, he, he didn't do it. They haven't done any investigation. They haven't you know, looked up any evidence, like nothing has come out other than her making her statement saying, you know, I am a rape victim and, uh, the people that I have talked to to help get me through this, my support system has basically said, you know, coming out and accusing, you know, her rape, uh, you know, person would help her in the process of healing and getting better. So I can't sit here and be like, oh, yeah, she's a woman, so I have to believe her. Or, you know, he's, you know, he's a guy, so obviously he's guilty. You know, I'm, I, I still have to wait and kind of see how this plays out before I actually make a decision on how I feel on the matter. Um, do you, do you think that this is something that the Patriots are regretting now? like since they picked him up or do you think that this will, you know, blow over and kind of, you know, go the wayside if she is like, you know, lying about it. Which I mean, on this show, as we have always said and pointed out, but I'm going to point it out again that, you know, we take this kind of thing seriously just because we're discussing, you know, someone being raped. This is not a light matter. This, you know, this is very serious. And people, people who have experienced this do need to come out and say something. They do need to be vocal about it. So I'm, I, I just want to make that clear before, before you say what you have to say, just because I know sometimes people get, you know, kind of upset or touchy about that. These kind of cases piss me off because you don't know who to believe. Ever since the Me Too movement, this has been a very serious ordeal. And 
I'm not saying he did it. I'm not saying he didn't do it. But I'm just going to leave it right here with this. Settle this case. If he's guilty, suspend him. If he's not guilty, Goodell will probably still suspend him and prove a point. Yeah, the, the no tolerance policy the, thing, Basically, yeah. the no tolerance policy, yeah, because you had Ray Rice, you had Kareem Hunt, okay? You know, <clears throat> they weren't sexual assaults, but they were assaults as was. Wasn't Zeke involved in one with a woman as well? Yeah. Yeah, so. Easy yeah, go, uh, it was, yeah. Um, but, like I said, it is just, it is time for, you know, it's time to put this to rest. Mm -hmm. You know, it seems like every time you turn around, it's always, well, this person did this and this person did that. Bitch, that was 20 years ago when you said that person did it. And now you're airing out the dirty laundry? These little hashtag movements are really starting to really starting to get to me. And that's what I'm thinking that this is going to stem from. Condemn me if you must. Any listener that listens to this. Okay? But the guy is not always in the wrong. See, even Max is even Max is upset. Poor Max. But yeah, I'm just I'm just going to lay this out here right now. Settle the case. Yeah. And any other woman who wants to just accuse somebody, I'm waiting on somebody to accuse me. And guess what? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, you have no proof. Yeah, so we'll see what what proof she has. I'm sure there's text messages or you know something or people like you know that have seen them together or whatever it may be. But the Patriots obviously are very upset by this because I wish I had the audio that we could play the audio. But Bill Belichick was interviewed. And about it, and he basically said, "Well, uh, Browns, uh, Antonio's uh, attorneys are handling this. They've made a statement. Um, we, as an organization, don't have anything to say about it at this moment." And he was like, "That's where I'm going to leave it." And then, of course, <laughs> a reporter asks a question about Antonio Brown right after that, and <laughs> Bill Belichick goes, I, "I've already answered that question." And then the reporter was like, "Well, no, you didn't." And Bill Belichick goes, "Uh." Yes, I did. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is getting heated. And then and then the reporter tried asking it again. And Bill Belichick was like, if there's no questions about the Miami game, then I'm done. And he walked away. He walked off of the, the press conference. <laughs> and he's allowed to do that. I mean, you got to look at it at this, at this point of view. He did not want to answer any questions about Antonio Brown. Yes, these reporters, freedom of the press. They yeah. can ask whatever they want. Yeah. But... Here's the thing. You push a guy too far, he will leave that press conference and you ain't getting jack for an interview. Yeah. And then guess what's going to happen? You're going to go back to work, to where you work, and your boss is going to ask you, 
did you get anything? <laughs> yeah, did you get anything? Or he could have been watching the press conference himself, and he would have been like, why did you keep berating him? Mm-hmm. Well, then, know, if I was that person's boss, I would have been like, why didn't you ask a question about the Miami game? Yeah. All y'all wanted to know was about Antonio Brown. If he didn't want to say nothing or the team cannot comment, quit pushing the issue. Don't even ask another question about Antonio Brown. Yeah. You know, don't ask about what's his status for week two. What's his, you know, you know, has he been at practice, you know? Yeah. You know, getting ready for the game and stuff like that. Talk about the Miami game. Yeah. And then Tom they, Brady. They, they just showed a graphic on, on the thing. That's a very good. That's a very good topic to get into because they are eight and eleven against Miami. Yeah, I mean, and Tom Brady, of course, Since, was uh, Bill Belichick took over as coach. Forgot to add that. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Tom Brady was up there uh, taking questions as well, and Tom Brady did the same thing. They said uh, the reporter was like, "Do you have any uh, comments about Antonio Brown and his like situation?" And Tom Brady said, "said no." <laughs> just straight up no with a straight face. And then the reporter was just like, so is there anything that you're willing to share with us that, you know, you guys have talked about? And then Tom Brady was like, I just answered that question. And then uh, one of the reporters, a different reporter tried asking the same question again. And then Tom Brady was like, um, I'm not going to respond with anything that has nothing to do with me. And then he walked away. <laughs> and so exactly. I mean, I mean, in, I in a way, like, in a way, it does involve Tom Brady because they're teammates now, yeah, you know. But, but and here, so but here's the thing. He wanted to put the Antonio Brown stuff to, to rest. You know, he did not want to talk about Antonio Brown. He wanted to talk about himself in the upcoming game. Mm hmm. Yep. On how mentally prepared he is. And we'll see if Antonio Brown will start the game. He's day-to-day. You know, there's been a lot of reports. I know you said that he would have to be suspended to be put on the exempt list. But all the the people that I've been listening to, all the uh, Fox Sports Radio shows, have said that, you know, the commissioner, if he wants, can put him on the exempt list. That's true, too. I mean, you know, he doesn't have to be suspended. As far as I know. So, I mean, he could be put on the exempt list. like And like you said, you know, when we first started talking about this, to prove a point, you know, if Roger Goodell wants to prove a point, even though there's no evidence or no nothing, the, the no tolerance policy, he can put him on the exempt list and then he's not playing. So until the investigation is done or, you know, whatever it may be, I'm sure the NFL is doing an investigation. The woman, uh, was a trainer for one of the teams. I know that. And that's how she, she met Antonio Brown in college. And then she became like a trainer for one of the teams. And that's how they knew each other. Uh, Cause they went to the same college and she made a statement that she was saying she will work with the NFL with any questions that they have or any investigations that they want to do. So she's already openly said that she will work with the NFL to, you know, with their investigation. No, maybe she's got something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We don't know right now. It's all talk until some type of evidence comes about, you know, uh, with that. So I just, 
I just can't believe after everything that Antonio Brown's been doing, and now he's bringing this this on the the Patriots. I how how can any team keep him right now? Because it's just like, yeah, he's like one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, but he hasn't shown anything this year. He missed game one, you know, and just didn't have a choice because the Patriots signed him after four p.m. on Saturday. Yeah, if they, they would have signed him before then. He would probably would have played week one. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I just can't see how any team could keep him or or deal with this kind of stress all the time. The Patriots obviously are already upset about it with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady's reactions to it. Um so what we're gonna do, we have uh Chris Binder, uh great great listener. He left us a voice message. So we're going to play that, and it is about Antonio Brown because he's a Raiders fan. So he's going to make some comments about it, which is great. Um, we'll listen to that, uh, you know, coming out of break, and then we'll make our uh, comments about it. So as soon as we come back from break, you guys will listen to that audio, and then we will uh, give our opinions about it as well. So uh, before we go, shout out to Jay and his podcast, Free Hugs and High Fives. Um, we appreciate him and, uh, go check his podcast out on anchor, Spotify, Apple podcasts, all the major places, um, free hugs and high fives. Um, also, uh, shout out to, uh, Alberto. Uh, he's a new listener and, uh, hopefully he'll keep listening, keep enjoying it. Uh, he wanted me to give him a shout out. So here it is. So. Thanks, Alberto, and keep on uh, listening to the podcast. Let your you know friends listen to it too. Hopefully, they'll enjoy it. So we will be back in a flash. Hey guys, this is Chris, diehard Raiders fan, friend of Matt's. Uh, give a shout out to the podcast. Uh, Sports Harder is pretty amazing. Love listening to the podcast. Uh, just quick little tidbit: Antonio Brown is a joke. Glad he's off the Raiders. He was never part of the team anyway. Uh, They definitely showed that in the game against Denver. They came out. They dominated both sides of the ball all the way through. Uh, Just gave up a couple kind of cheese plays. But people doubting the Raiders, people doubting the Raiders' defense, they showed that they've got what it takes. And the Raiders' offensive line held Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb away from Derek Carr, his his uniform never even got dirty. Go Raiders all day long. All right. Well, we appreciate uh, Chris Binder, his shout out. That was really cool. And leaving us that voice message. So we, you know, can uh, have some stuff to talk about when it comes to that. So obviously it made, me, it made me chuckle a little bit. Yeah, obviously diehard Raiders fan. Uh, we appreciate you, Chris. We love you. Um, so, I, I I like how he said, you know, the, the Raiders, you know, he was never really a part of the team and he never really practiced with them. So it's not like they were like, oh, what are we going to do against the Broncos? We don't have Antonio Brown. You know, they, you know, they were ready, obviously, and prepared. I'll, you know, I'll give the Raiders props. I didn't pick them to beat the Broncos. You know, I didn't think that I they didn't either. I think I picked Denver. Yeah, we both picked one. Denver in that one. So like he said. In there, Von Miller, Chubb never got to Carr. Carr was able to just sit there in the pocket, do his thing. You know, didn't get he didn't have any pressure. So the the Raiders, you know, 
showed up and 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 balled out without Antonio Brown. Um, so one hilarious thing: the crowd once they once the Raiders were up by like fourteen or something like that, they had just scored. They were kicking the extra point. You could hear the crowd chanting. Uh, and I'm gonna. I, I don't like to cuss, so I'm just gonna, you know, say the 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 censored version. They were saying F A B F A B F A B, and I was like, I was like, how are they playing this on TV right now? Like, you could clearly hear the crowd chanting this, and I was just like, oh my gosh, man, Ra- Raiders fans are for real. Like, I I mean, I'm surprised they weren't there, like burning his jersey or something. To be honest, like I could see a Raiders fan doing that, like just going all out on them. Um, what do you think about what Chris had to say? I love Chris's, you know, Chris has got a real, you know, a real strong, a real strong bond and a real strong, you know, liking for his Raiders. And, you know, that's just like with me, with my Cowboys and you with your Rams. So, you know, he is a diehard fan Chris, much love to you, man. And I really, really hope that the Raiders can at least play good enough to reach the playoffs this year. You just got to remember, they're in a tough division. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, get by the Chiefs, you might get somewhere. But that's a tough task. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, that that um, game is going to be was He was basically right. I mean... You know, he was, he was, you know, basically right. A.B. wasn't a part of the team. You know, he had, you know, he had that cryogenic <laughs> fuckery in the, uh, yeah, in the, the frostbite, uh, yeah. frostbite on his poor little toes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then the helmet, and then the helmet debacle, which that really, uh, I wanted to beat him with a helmet. I think the helmet thing, honestly, it was to get thrown off of the Raiders just to make them upset. Like, I really don't think well, he had a problem. And then he got into a fight with Mike Mayock, the general manager. Yeah. Saying, oh, I'm going to next time. Next time you come at me like that, I'm going to punch you in the face. I do not. I, I, I am like literally. I am not surprised. They imposed a fine of two hundred twelve thousand dollars. Well, again, this was all and a ploy, then voided, and then basically voided his contract. Yeah, this was all a ploy for Antonio Brown, because reports after that said that he sought out social media people to ask them how he could rile up the Raiders and get get thrown off the team, and that's why he did the posting of the fine with letter and then he posted the video of the conversation between him and Gruden which later on we find out that Gruden did give consent for him to record so I mean he you know did all this stuff because he was he purposely sought out someone you know so all a ploy just to get off of the Raiders we'll see how this works out for the Patriots I am doubtful he'll play the whole season to, to be perfectly honest I hope the Patriots tank with him on the team because that's going to make Oakland look good. Yeah. That they're definitely going to make Pittsburgh look good. Yeah. Despite the fact Pittsburgh did lose the new England. It shows that the Raiders are more worried about culture than winning and, you know, trying to build a good culture. 
they want to build a good culture to win games. Exactly, yeah. So the whole, you know, the Rams, I and I still think this is true. The Rams' success was because when McVeigh came in, the first thing he did was establish the we not me mentality. And the the Rams bought in, and that's why we did so good the first year with him. Everyone bought in that this is a team effort. This is not an individual effort, you know? Right. So, you know, and you look at what the Rams did. Basically, the defense and the quarterback was the one who carried that team in week one. You didn't really hear a whole lot from Gurley last week. When it comes to touchdowns, he almost had 100 yards rushing. He had okay. 97 yards, that's, 94 that's, yards, that's, that's. and he came through at the at the end. And I think this is kind of showing – I mean, we'll transition into the Rams game, I guess, now since we're talking about that. So this kind of shows that, you know, Brown got the carries in the end zone, so we were able to get two touchdowns from him. Keep Gurley healthy. Keep Gurley healthy. And keep him strong enough for in the fourth quarter when we needed him. Bam, he broke off a 25-yard run. Yep. Bam, broke off a 10-yard run. Yep. We just kept on getting first downs with Gurley after that because he was rested. And I think this is good. We he was he was exhausted after last season and having to still try to play in the pl- playoffs in the Super Bowl. He was he was tired. Yeah, because he was primarily the one who was toting the rock. I mean, yeah, you had C.J. Anderson last year, too. But that but, wasn't until the playoffs. Yeah, that wasn't until the playoffs. But it, Gurley was tired, mm-hmm. you know, but keeping him rested like that, oh, yeah. I, I can only see good things from Gurley from here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he will get his touchdown. Oh, yeah, yeah, he'll get his Especially, especially his you know, against New Orleans defense, it's a pretty good chance. Yeah, we'll, we'll see when as, we talk about that game. As long as they don't transition into that. So, uh, so since we're transitioning now, what what game stood out to you the most over the weekend? Just one one game that kind of you were just like, this surprised me or whatever, you know, whatever comes to mind for you. Um, to be perfectly honest, the blowout game, Baltimore Miami. Yeah, Whew. Baltimore oh destroyed them. It seemed like every time they, every time Fox or CBS would go to, well, CBS here was yeah. showing the Baltimore game. But every yeah. time, you know, you'd be watching like Fox or something because they'll transition to a CBS game, you know, for a game break. Game break, yeah. Yeah, you know, they'll show, you know, the highlights from those different games. It seemed like every time they went to a game break, it was about the Ravens. <laughs> yep. They Lamar imposed their Jack- will. Lamar Jackson, he said, not today, Satan. Not today. Yeah, he basically said, not today, Satan. And when he was talking to reporters, he said, yeah, not bad for a running back. Yeah, I remember that, yeah, because everyone said he sh- in the draft he should have tried been, out as a running back. Yeah, tried out as a running back. Here's the thing. Five touchdowns. That's amazing. Perfect passer rating. He did have a per- perfect passer rating, yep. Um, had some decent yards. The receivers wide open i mean just but brown kind of surprised me hollywood brown yeah for a rookie he had like 149 yards and two touchdowns oh yeah on like three catches yeah like that's it three like they were all bombs yeah they were all bombs that basically meant there is something wrong with miami secondary 
There's something wrong with just Miami in general. They're, is, they're not a good team. If, if my memory serves correctly, after this weekend, Dallas is going to be licking their chops. Oh, do they get Miami? We get Miami. Oh, my gosh. Lucky SOB. <laughs> I wish we got an easy team like that. That'd be I'm nice. basically going to make this prediction right now. Cooper, Gallup, and Ezekiel Elliott will all be over 100 yards. Gosh. And Prescott will throw for another 400 yards. May not have that perfect passer rating, (laughs) but Zeke is going to eat him. He's going to, yeah. He's he's going to have fun with that one. And then then Randall Cobb. Get him more involved. He'll probably have 75 to 100 yards. (laughs) Jason Witt will probably have 10 catches. (laughs) Why? Because Because half of Miami will be with another team. There you go. Because they have already there. There was a rumor. I guess it was just the players being upset. Half, almost half the damn team wanted to be traded. Yes, I saw that they were calling their their agents in the locker room asking to be traded. Yeah, and and one of the biggest report that came out of that was because the players are feeling that management is not doing what it takes to win ball games. Well, yeah, they traded half of their team away. Well, they traded. Not only did they trade half of their team away, but here's the other thing: it's um, they're saying Miami is purposely tanking to get that number one pick. To me, that should be a law. Why well, no, you can't do that? Yeah, no, purposely tanking to get the number one. But overall how, you can't pick. prove that though. He, like, you know, you kind of can. <laughs> I mean, in a way, you can't just say, oh, yeah, the players aren't trying. Like, you know, yeah, you they're know, out there trying. All you have to do is just watch game tape. That's it. You know, when you look at Detroit, when they went 0 16, Detroit tried. They just <laughs> sucked that year. Yeah. Miami could be an 0 16 team this year. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a bold prediction. I'm going to say that. that and could you know what? You want to know, know what the funny thing is going to be? They go 0 and 16 this year. They'll be the first NFL team to go undefeated and, and winless. And winless. Wow. Oh, man. And that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Oh, gosh. But that is the big news coming out of Miami is that management is trying to tank. Yeah. You look at the rest of these. Okay. In hockey, it's kind of hard to tank in hockey. Yeah. You just get lucky. Basketball, you get it based on a lottery. Just because you finish dead last in the league in record-wise doesn't mean you're going to get the first pick. It just gives you a better chance at earning that pick. Mm-hmm. Draft lottery. Baltimore, guess what? They have no pitching. Therefore, and their lineup sucks. <laughs> Thanks, Chris Davis. <laughs> And thank you, Trumbo. I think you're still hurt. Um, but that's just besides the point, though. Baltimore, they sucked last year. They got the number one overall pick. Guess what? They suck again. Mm-hmm. They're aiming for that number one pick again. But here's the thing. At least Baltimore is trying. They're working, trying to iron out the kinks in their pitching rotation, which, in my personal opinion, they just need to dump every pitcher they have. And start from scratch. Free agency, people. Hello. <laughs> Trade for freaking what's his face? Uh, who, who's the best pitcher out there besides Clayton Kershaw? Um, <laughs> I don't think we have anybody to trade to be able to do that. But sure, we, we do. have we have we have the farming system because we got a lot of picks from trading people away. There's so nobody we'll see. down there. 
That's what I'm saying. So we, we gotta we gotta see and work on that. Uh-huh. Um, Spring training, get it right. But uh, for me, but yeah, for Miami to tank like that though, the NFL needs to impose some sort of a rule: no purposely tanking. If we see that you're not even attempting to win ball games, we'll take that first round pick from you, and we'll go to number two. That person won't. Te- that person will technically be picked. First in the draft, but he yeah. won't be the number one overall pick because there'll be none. Ah, uh, well, yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that'll ever happen. But I mean, that is an interesting way to look at it for sure. That's because um, Roger Goodell's a Nazi. He would rather see teams <laughs> do that. But uh, I still hate him. <laughs> uh, for for me, when it comes to calm down. <laughs> for, 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 for me, when it comes to uh, a game that stood out, um, there's a couple, but I guess the one I'll focus on was the um, Texans-Saints game really stood out to me just because the Texans looked good in the sense of they kept the ball, they kept Drew Brees on the sideline, and they were running the ball really well on that defense. Now, is that because, you know, it's week one and the Saints defense, you know, just needs to iron out the kinks because no one played in preseason? I don't know. We will see going forward. But the Texans had a chance to steal one in New Orleans. All they had to do was freaking just put some pressure on the wide receivers. Freaking, what was it? I think it was like 10 seconds left. And they were like 15 yards off the wide receiver trying to make sure that Drew Brees didn't throw like a bomb or get away or someone get behind him. The whole time, Drew Brees is not trying to throw a bomb. All they need is a field goal to win the game. Put some pressure on the wide receivers. They were 15 yards back. Drew Brees sees this. He changes the play. Booger McFarlane even points out, oh, Drew Brees sees that they're they're not pressing the wide receivers. He's changing the play. They freaking run a seven-yard route, easy seven yards, boom, goes down, calls a timeout with three seconds three seconds left, that kicks was, the field goal, and they they win the game. And I'm just like, what the hell, Houston? Like, what, that de- was what a, defense? That, I saw the highlight to that, and that was a very bad defensive call. The whole and time. Here's the, and here's the thing. History has shown, okay? History has shown. Why do you think Drew Brees has been throwing at least 70% every year? They weren't bombs. If he sees the receiver open, yeah, he'll throw the bomb. But very rarely will you see Drew Brees throw a bomb. Short passes. You know, most of them are dump offs to Camara, and then Camara just does something in the open field exactly. to you know make exactly. a play. Exactly, he is a short route thrower. It's almost like the Saints are running like their own variation of the West Coast offense, because that's what the West Coast was—high accuracy passes. Yeah, and guess that's what Drew Brees does. What Houston pulled was completely unnecessary. You don't play 15. The only time you want to play 15 yards off the receiver is when they're trying to throw a Hail Mary. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And they didn't call for that situation. They only needed a field goal. Yes. They're not going to throw it deep. <laughs> when you press the receivers, guess what's going to happen? Inside that five yards, do you know what you can do? You can put your hands on the receiver, yeah. Exactly. You can knock them down. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I saw... I think I... Uh, I think uh, this was the OBJ, Josh Norman era. When uh, Josh Norman was with the Panthers, OBJ was with the the which call it the Giants. The Giants, yeah. At the time, I think one time, uh, and the refs didn't see it. OBJ slapped Josh Norman. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that anymore. But you can <laughs> knock the receiver down, and guess what that does? When you chuck him like that at the line, whoo, that throws a rhythm off. Oh yeah, and then Breeze is gonna be like, "Crap, they chucked my receivers." What there's the only f- ten seconds. I mean, yeah, and there's only ten seconds left. The worst that was going to happen was an incomplete pass. The even worse thing was, the even worse thing was, uh, JJ Watt was going to come through the line and make Drew Brees' bitch. Yeah, which I mean, it, just like Aaron Donald, they had him like double and triple team like the whole time, so he wasn't he wasn't doing much in that game. They call him JJ Swat for a reason. Well, so I mean, unfortunately, he wasn't doing much. Um, no, all right, but, but so bad all the way around. I mean, yeah. Houston, learn from your mistake. It was only a two point loss, but learn just. You could have been a good it. team though at their home as well, and they yeah they to, blew to put it. up to put to hold New Orleans. To at least 30 points is a blessing. Yeah. But to stay with New Orleans the entire game, that's godlike. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so to talk about some uh, fancy stuff, um, I think I think I, I meant to do this, and I'm 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 totally sorry about this. Like I was gonna bring you like you know some ointment or like some cream because you had gotten like beaten so bad by someone in fantasy i don't i can't remember who it was oh yeah that's right that was me <laughs> someone in this room is one and oh and the other one is oh and one <laughs> if i would have had if i would have had gallop starting over dj Moore, that would have been a completely different story <laughs> Well, if I would have had Minnesota's defense playing, it would have been a different story, too, because Minnesota's defense was on my bench because I thought, oh, Seahawks defense playing against the Bengals. The Bengals aren't going to do much. And then the Bengals freaking, you know, lit them up, even though the Seahawks won. Like, this, oh, yeah, Andy Dalton Bengals, threw for over 400 yards. Yeah, yeah that kind of hurts. Yeah, he, he he had a lot. So I'm sorry. Sorry about the, the L, but that's uh, that's all right. <laughs> it happens. I was about to you're, pull a Chappelle show on you and be like, what is a five <laughs> finger sin in a face? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's why I have that belt over there, you know, so it's hard to beat the champ. All right. You know, it's hard. <laughs> um, okay. So if you had to pick someone, excuse me, on your roster that played good, that you think would play good again, that's going to put up, you know, similar numbers again for this week, who, who would you put in like who would you keep starting now being that i already changed dj more out because he's an idiot two two freaking fumbles give me a break (laughs) um what uh derrick henry i'm gonna keep in as a flex guy 
So you think because he I'm would keep put up the same numbers? Yeah, I think he could. I mean, he he looked phenomenal. I mean, you're not going to take off 100, you know, that one catch for 75 yards. Those are hard to do. Yeah. Especially for a running back. Receiver, maybe not if you get open. But, you know, for a running back, 75 yarder, even Zeke doesn't do that all the time. Mm -hmm. That's one of his favorite plays. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. um, Derrick Henry would definitely be a guy I would continue starting. That is until something happens. Alrighty. Um, for me, I got to go with a running back as well. I'm going to go with uh, Delvin Cook for mm. the Vikings. He put up great numbers for me. and I First think... game, first official game back from injury. Yeah, exactly. Healthy. Yep. Mm. And uh, everyone had high hopes for the Falcons, you know. And, you know, they're like, oh, this is the Falcons year. For, you know, Matt Ryan looks good and everything. He lit up their defense. Yeah, Kirk Cousins only threw the ball 10 times, completed nine of them. There you go. Guess what? Dalvin Cook was the offense. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, so I'm sticking with him to go put up similar numbers again uh, for this I, week. I would, yeah. Um, so who, who would you say maybe as, as a bench that you would sub out? Uh, you kind of mentioned it already, but maybe there's somebody else you would say that you would you would switch out and put in instead. No, let's see here. Well, DJ Moore is playing tonight against Tampa Bay. He might actually have decent numbers, but I'm not going to be bothered with it. Um, If I had to choose a bench player, to be perfectly honest, Kyler Murray did not look that bad. I mean, he rookie mistakes, but he did throw for 300 yards, which is... Because he threw the ball like 70 times. <laughs> like It was like ridiculous how much he threw. Yeah, I mean, uh, Arizona's still trying to find their, their wings here. But, you know, I would definitely put in Kyler Murray for Baker Mayfield. Because I thought Mayfield was going to have a great game. No, Mayfield sucked. Yeah, he did, unfortunately. He, he did. I had him in my uh, Yahoo fantasy football team, and he did terrible. I think he got officially like one point for me. It was it was awful. Um, let's see. So yeah, Mayfield got me nine points. Yeah, three interceptions. You dirty dog. <laughs> Kyler Murray got twenty one. He had two touchdowns, only that one pick, and ten yards rushing. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, Let's see. I would say for me, um, Philip Lindsay didn't do terrible, but I would bench him since they are playing against Chicago. And I would put in uh, Eckler from the Chargers because he had a great game. Um, he, he tore it up. They're playing against uh, Detroit. You know, Detroit kind of, you know, lost the game there against Arizona at the end. They kind of gave the game away. So, you know, it's Phillip Rivers. Rivers is going to open up the passing game, and that will open up Eckler. Well, the one thing that's going to hurt, though, is he's going to be missing one of his biggest targets, and that's Hunter Harvey. Yes, he did get injured, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got to kind of go to these other people. Eckler's already picking up the low because Gordon's not there. So, I that's He's still got decent receivers, though. I mean... Yeah. He's still got people to throw to. It's just Hunter Harvey. Your tight end is always going to be your check down guy. You yeah. know, it's not always the running back. You just have to throw that short curl to the tight end. 
boom, he's already like eight yards up the field. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what Witten does. That's what that's basically all Witten's good for. But <laughs> well, um, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh, I gotta come to your house on Saturday. Oh man, that would be a first. As many times as I've invited you to come over. My college team is playing Army this weekend, and they're showing it on NFL Network. Oh, hey, there you go. The well, University of Texas, San Antonio. Hey. Conference USA, they suck. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. You're always more than welcome to, to come and watch that. Um, that kind of reminds me because, I mean, we haven't really been able to talk too much college football, you know, when it comes to that. Um, we got a couple minutes here before we got to take our last break and come back and do our picks. So maybe we'll talk about that for the last couple minutes here. Carew some um, uh, upcoming college games. Yeah, so right now the polls, they got uh, Clemson number one still, Alabama two, Georgia three. LSU goes all the way to four. So they are officially in the playoffs right now. Pretty much. Which is nuts. And it was only because LSU beat Texas. And to be honest, that game, like, Texas gets that onside kick, which they almost got. Texas wins that game. So I don't know why they're putting LSU over Oklahoma. That that just blows my mind. Oklahoma, five. And then Ohio State, six. Um, we'll just do top ten. Notre Dame, seven. Auburn, eight. Florida, nine, which is weird. And then 10, Michigan. Yeah, so. Michigan kind of fell up. Michigan got lucky. They almost lost to Army in mm-hmm. overtime. That's the reason why they dropped. Um, and three new teams in the poll this week. Uh, in the Where Syracuse was at number 21 last week is now Maryland. Thanks to Maryland's eating of the orange. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. That's That That game will forever be called the eating of the orange. Yeah. <laughs> um, USC is number 24, and USC looking good with their rookie quarterback, too, because their veteran went down with an injury. Yep. They put in a freshman, and he, he he's doing good for them. Yep. And then for the first time in a very long time, UVA, number 25. I know. I saw that. I was very surprised. Yes, that, that is actually very deserving. I don't see UVA cracking the top 10 if they were to run the table in the ACC this year. But they'll get high up. They'll get pretty high in the draft. Yeah. Uh, not the draft, but in the rankings. It'll but, be a uh, but man, Chick-fil-A L- bowl for them. But LSU, number four, I can't see them staying there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll – yeah, they, they, they look good with that new style offense. They have the young, hotshot offensive coordinator calling the plays. I think he was, he was with the Saints, the, the guy who's calling the plays for them. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you call plays for Drew Brees, that's kind of – setting you up for success. So he's he's calling the plays for them. But, you know, I could see Oklahoma or Ohio State being better, like moving up and, and, and being better. So Oh, yeah, all in good time. All in good I think time. Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia will stay top three, though, the whole season. I think the number four is going to kind of rotate depending on how well the teams do. Yeah, um, well, well, this this week is, is going to be like uh, tune-up week because all the, pretty much – the entire top, almost every top 25 team is playing, and they're playing against teams that should just lay down before the game even starts. Yeah, it's basically unranked, no-name teams. I mean, you look at it, Georgia versus Arkansas State. Georgia is favored by 33.5 points. You might want to double that. 
Gosh, LSU versus Northwestern. Like, North, come on. Northwestern State. <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't get them worse. confused. Northwestern is an actual I know. FBS team. Yeah. Northwestern State, oh. I think, is like a Division Four team. Why? Just why? And how much, are they, how much are they favored by? Oh, yeah. There's no uh, betting. There's no betting line for them. Okay. Why? Well, because they're going to get crushed. <laughs> there you go. Well, we... We, we're out of time for for this segment. When we come back, we got the kickoff that's starting for the game, and uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Picks, we'll picks, do our picks for the week, which is the best part. I love that part, and uh, you know we will be back in a flash to get that all set up and taken care of. All right, time for our last segment of Sports Harder. I know you guys are disappointed that this is the last part i know everyone's like oh i want more i want more please sir can i have some more well you're not getting any this is the last segment guess what (laughs) you didn't eat your meat so you don't get any pudding (laughs) (laughs) oh shoot i love it okay um let me get my my phone ready here for our picks for the week for the NFL. Um, this is like one of my favorite parts. I like I like doing the picks and kind of breaking down each game. Um, oh, yeah. me, me and my dad love doing this. It's every because I go to I go to the ha- my parents' house every Sunday during football season, and at twelve o'clock I would run my picks by dad, and he would either agree or disagree. Nice slam. There you go. Yeah. So right now, the, hey, look who he threw it to, son of a to to more that you benched. Um. So yeah, we uh, this is the start of the game right now. The Bucks had uh, a possession, didn't do anything. Now the Panthers are on their first drive. We'll see if they can do anything while we're doing our picks. Um. So the first one that we're starting off with is 49ers Bengals. So 49ers one and zero, Bengals zero and one. Who you got? I'm going to go with San Francisco. He's going with the Niners, sticking with the hot streak. I think. Oh, by the way, since it's against the spread, that's also going to be my upset pick, too. <laughs> 49ers really? with the second upset of the week. Really? Yep. Oh, my God. Crazy. All right. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Um, even though, you know, you know, they surprised me, um, you know, with the, the Niners, they were playing against a crappy team. They were playing against the Bucks, you know, um, Cincinnati surprised me and they actually did really well against the Seahawks. So I think the, the Bengals could take this one. So I'm going with Cincinnati. Uh, next game. Oh. Just throwing this out here because it being the 100th anniversary of the NFL, this game does have a little bit of significance to it. The 49ers and the Bengals did meet back in one of the Super Bowls in the 80s. Well, hey, there you go. That's true. And the Niners ended up winning that game. That was like the last time Cincinnati's even sniffed a playoff, you know, when it comes to that. So, and I think, no, that I don't. No, that was not Joe Montana's last Super Bowl because I think he had another one in him. It, it might have been, yeah. Um, 
So, all right. So we got the uh, Chargers one and zero against the O and O one Lions, the Thai Lions. <laughs> so Chargers and Lions. I still can't believe that. <laughs> who who do we got? Chargers. Going with the Chargers. Let's take a look here. All right, going with the Chargers. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with the Chargers as well. Lions kind of blew their 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 shot at least at being one and zero. Yeah, they, uh, letting the Cardinals come the, back. <laughs> a lot of the uh, a lot of the report uh, like big news guy, the big sports guys are saying that Arizona salvaged. You know, basically this was a win for the Cardinals because they were able to at least salvage out a tie. Yeah, exactly. Well, they had they had a couple of chances to win in overtime, and they. They didn't take advantage of it. The very first drive, they drove down the field. They could have had it, but yeah, crazy, crazy tie. Second time that a tie has happened in the opener, two two years in a row. Last year, it happened with the Steelers and the Browns. This year, the Cardinals and the Lions. So. Now, can we avoid a week two tie? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, because <laughs> we had one right after that, and I was like, "Are we gonna have a tie every week?" <laughs> it's like, what the hell is going on here? Um. All right, so we got uh, Vikings Packers. Speaking of a tie, I think they were the tie last yeah, they year. They were the tie last year. <laughs> so both both at one and zero oh this year. This should be a good game. Who do you got? You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Who who was the first one that you listed? Was it Vikings at Packers? Yes. Give it to Green Bay. Ooh, going to Green Bay on this one. All right. Let me see here. Uh, yeah, you didn't you didn't have the them last time, so you're going with Green Bay on this one. All right, I am going with the Vikings because you know I'm sticking with Delvin Cook and his uh, run game and how confident he is. Whether it's in Green Bay or not, I think you know they played in Atlanta. And no, wait, no, they were playing out. The Vikings are playing at home. Never mm-hmm. mind. But still, I think uh, I think the Vikings will will take this one. Uh, it's so gonna, it's gonna that that one's gonna be one of the good games. This week. oh yeah, uh, and I mean with that division, you know these games are gonna be important. So uh, so next one is the zero and one Colts against the one and zero Titans. Now, this one could be interesting because the Colts put up a good fight against the Chargers and went into overtime. Chargers kind of let down towards the end, kind of like the Lions did. Um, but who you got in this one then? Repeat from last year's end of the game. End of, end of the season battle. Winner went to the playoffs. A tie would have eliminated them because Pittsburgh did win. This one's going to be tough. But I'm going to stick with my high horse. Give me Tennessee. Going with the Titans, all right. Um, Derrick Henry will have 300 yards in that game. (laughs) I mean, the Colts' defense is still good. They didn't lose anyone on defense. It's just they don't have Andrew Luck to help them anymore. Um, Yep, defense stays on the field too long. They get tired. True. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Titans on this one as well. I'm gonna agree with you. I think uh, Henry will have another good game. They're playing at home now, so uh, I think that's gonna be a a big big jump for them. <laughs> this one, <laughs> so the one and zero P- 
Patriots against the 0-1 Dolphins. This is my lock. This is going to be my lock as well. <laughs> double lock. <laughs> double lock in it. This is, this is a double lock. This is a secure damn lock. <laughs> the Patriots. Well, All the way. And here, here is the other thing. I think if we do this next year, no easy games for locks. <laughs> but No, it don't matter. It, it don't matter. No, a lock is a lock. <laughs> yeah, this is basically going to be a guaranteed win. So, yeah, double double lock it. <laughs> so we're going to both go with the uh, the Patriots on this one as, uh, as our locks. Let's see here. And I'm going to be so upset if Miami beats them. <laughs> oh, around and I would be I would be really freaking surprised if that happened. Um, all right, we got the uh, 1-0... Bills against the 0 and 1 Giants. Mm. Now the Bills, the Bills Jets game surprised me because the Jets had it. They had it and they they gave that game up. I think the Bills got kind of lucky. Uh the Giants, you know, they're playing against the Cowboys which has a new revamped offense, you know, but their defense isn't that good. So the defense didn't really play that great for the Giants last week, but also uh I don't think he got – no, he was down. Ground can't cause a fumble. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Who we got? Bills, Jacks. If, if Saquon Barkley can stay healthy – well, no, he'll stay healthy, but if he can get going, he's currently third in the NFL right now. He had 120 yards on the ground last week. But that defense, though, but then you got Buffalo. I usually pick against the NFC East because I don't want them get, gaining any traction. I'm going to have to hand this one to uh, – I'm going to hand this one to the Giants, unfortunately. I think they can beat uh, – I think they can beat them. All right, so you're going with the Giants? Yep. All righty, let's take a look here. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Giants as well. Like I said, I think the Bills kind of got lucky that the Jets kind of let up and didn't they weren't they just didn't finish. So, um, I'm going to go with the Giants on on this one. All righty. Um I'm trying to look ahead at the schedule to see what I, I would do as an upset. Um, trying to think so about far, that. Nothing's appeasing you yet. Not yet. No, everything's kind of one-sided. This next game, I could maybe do it again, but I, I don't know. So we got the one and O Seahawks against the zero and one Steelers. I'm tempted to pick the Steelers in an upset again. You know, I picked them with the Patriots as an upset. Um, didn't go well for me. But the Seahawks are kind of a different animal. The Steelers are playing at home this time instead of away. Um, man, I don't know. I'll have to think about that a little bit. I'll let you make your pick first. All right. This game also has a little bit of significance because this was Jerome Bettis' last game as a Steeler. In the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, which they wound up winning. Mm-hmm. Thanks to a trick play. From Antoine Randall L. Yep, that throw, that pass, he threw it. 
Yep. Sadly, I think the outcome will be a little bit different. Possibly. But I'm going to go with Seattle. Going with the Seahawks. All right. Um... Man, this is still tough. I'm just like looking at these other games, and I just don't know what I could really consider as, you know, an upset for one of these other ones or ones that I actually think would, you know, come through when it comes to that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I, 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 ah, um. Because the Steelers could turn it around, you know. Screw it. I'm going to go with Steelers with an upset again. I'm going to go with them as my my upset pick with them playing at home. So. Just letting everybody know this is a wing it pick <laughs> for Matt. Because Pittsburgh's actually favored to win this game. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Well, I, I say an upset because I feel like the Seahawks yeah. could win it. And yeah, your, your definition of an upset is different than mine. Yeah. Because <laughs> I go with the, you know. I go with the spread, but this will be Matt's upset. Ooh, it is raining in Carolina. It is coming down. Man, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and, playing and, in that type of weather. And Cam Newton did lose the ball in that challenge. That was a uh, turnover challenge, I do believe. Oh, wow. And it is Tampa Bay's ball. Well, I think it was like fourth down, I think. I don't know. We really weren't paying attention. Uh, looks like they might be doing a delay for rain right now. Uh oh, like yeah, thundering. yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, there there have been some storms that are rumbling south of us and going to be gutting right through us here later tonight. So. so we'll see how long the game gets delayed. Um, so yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm going with the Steelers with the upset with with that pick. Um, next game is going to be. Cowboys want to know Redskins 0 and 1. I'm gonna take the Redskins. <laughs> I'm kidding. You should know my pick just, on this one already. Just why? <laughs> just why? Oh my days. Okay. <laughs> you should know my pick already. Yeah, yes, I'm very well aware that you're going with your boys. Um, I gotta agree with you and go with your boys on this one as well. Um, you know the. The Cowboys are, you know, looking good right now, and I think the the Redskins they looked good against the Eagles at first, but then they they just lost kinda, control. They just kind of let up. But Dallas's offense was damn near unstoppable against a bad defense. So well, we're going to see it, once it goes against a good defense. The Redskins really don't have that great of a defense either. I know that's what I'm saying. So we still have to wait. <laughs> so we're, we're still gonna, waiting. We're not going to see nothing until they play New Orleans. Well, there you go then. We'll know then. Because sure. we got Miami third. <laughs> yep. So that's, what I'm so that's what I'm saying. We'll see. Um, so we both got your boys on that one. Uh, the 0-1 Cardinals against the 1-0 Ravens. <laughs> I'm predicting 87 points for the Ravens this week. <laughs> oh, man. Damn. <laughs> Lamar Jackson sets records. Damn. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to go with the Ravens on this one as well, for sure. So we both got the Ravens. Um, I almost wanted to change this to my lock pick, but New England's already got Miami. So. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, all right, and then the 0-1 Jaguars against the 0-1 Texans. 
I'm going with the Texans on this one just because they looked really good against the Saints. It's just their defense played dumb at the end. You know but what? Their offense, you know, really brought it. So yeah. Well, well, here's the thing with Jacksonville when Nick Foles went down with his uh, broken collarbone, broken collarbone, which he's eyeing the Week 11 return. So more than likely, what they're going to do is they're going to place him on injured reserve, which he already be, is, yeah. which he already is. But he'll be eligible to return anytime after eight weeks. That's the rule, but I think it's only one person can. So they're choosing him. But he's eyeing a week eleven return. Uh, the backup that they put in did not look that bad. He looked all right. Yeah, he looked pretty decent. But um, you're going up against JJ Swat and the Houston Texans. So you're going with the Texans? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Houston on this one. Okay. All right. Next game is the 1-0 Chiefs against the 1-0 Raiders. And we kind of talked about this with Chris. You know, this is when you're really going to see how good of a team you can be this year. Um, I'm sorry, bud. You're my friend. You know, I support you. But I, I have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl this year. So I, I got to stick with the Chiefs, man. They Their offense is just so dynamic. Yep. Sorry, Chris. But uh, Patrick Mahomes is... Uh... He's gonna be dropping dimes, so uh, I gotta go. I gotta go with Kansas City. Going with the Chiefs as well. All right. I, I, um, I mean, if Oakland wins, good for them. But uh, yeah, they gotta hey, prove it. It's gonna be gonna, a tough game. It's prove it or lose it, man. I mean, uh, next game is the zero uh, one Bears against the zero one Broncos. Um, Bears did not have the start that I had predicted. I, I thought they'd have a better start to the season. Um, Oof! Look at that. You know, so when it when it comes when it comes to the Bears, they they made me quite sad with their first game. I hope I hope that they can turn it around, get that offense going. They only scored three points. I think it was because you know not playing in preseason and stuff like that. So I'm I'm gonna go with the Bears again for redemption. This is a redemption game. Who are you picking again? Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Over uh, the Broncos. Uh, this is this is a really tough game. I mean, you you had both teams underwhelmed and everything else, but you know what? Khalil Max hungry. I'm going with the Bears. Going with the Bears. All right. So we're both looking for a Bears redemption game. Um, All righty. And then we got the 1-0 Saints, barely, and the 1-0 Rams. Um, Of course, I got to go with my Rams. We're playing at home, which I think is going to help a lot more. You know, the past two times that we've played the Saints – one was at their home during the regular season. The other one was at their home during the playoffs. And we went one and one. They beat us the first time regular season. We beat them in the playoffs. I think at home we have a better shot. Our offense will iron out the Kings because it's week two. Um, our defense, I think, is starting off a lot better than what they did last year. They kind of didn't get things going until the playoffs. So going, going with my boys, the Rams. 
another tough game. I called this one the game of the week because New Orleans is going to be looking for redemption thanks to that no call. Yep, true. But New Orleans struggled against a lower-ranked team in the Houston Texans. I'm sorry. New Orleans goes down again. Woohoo! Going with the Rams again. Nice. All right. Uh, the last two games, we got the Eagles for the Sunday night game. Eagles 1 0 against the Falcons 0 1. Playing in Atlanta. I got to go with the Eagles again. Atlanta looked terrible against the Vikings. Again, that could just be week one stuff, but. I, I gotta I gotta go with uh, the Eagles on this one. The Eagles struggled against Washington last week up until the very last quarter, and then that's when they started to get things going. That's when they started to get things going and maneuvering and everything else. Atlanta could not gain any traction against Minnesota whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It was so hard for them. So I'm gonna chalk this one up. I hate to pick them because <laughs> I'd like to see Philly go one and one. Unfortunately, I got him picked to go two and zero. All righty. And then uh, Monday night, uh, the last game will be the zero and one Browns against the zero and one Jets playing in New York. Hmm. Who do we got for that one? Damn, this one's going to be good for two teams that suck. Um, You know what? I'm going to go with the Jets. Ooh, going with the Jets. All right. Kind of called this a little bit of an upset, but um, I've already made my upset pick. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, Uh, I, 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 Cleveland, they, after getting their backsides handed to them by Tennessee, yeah, they got a lot of soul searching to do. That maybe they weren't the team that was all hyped up to be. Yeah. Um, with that said, I'm still going with the Browns because I think this is redemption for them again, kind of like Bears redemption. You know, they started off so slow with all the hype. I think it humbled them to lose to the Titans the way they did. I think this they will use that as fuel to be like, hey, we need to get our crap together and turn this around and become the team that everyone's predicting us to be. So I'm I'm going to go with the Browns and in re, another redemption game. I, I say, you know, I think certain games, you know, teams falter and then they need to redeem. So I, I'm going with redemption. Uh redemption game for this one so um all right so that's our that's our last uh last game for this week uh when it comes to our picks uh we will see how we did uh you know afterwards but uh good that we have have everything we got we got our picks in we got both both of us picking the patriots as, as our locks which i i think is great against Miami. Uh, I got to go with Steelers redemption game upset. You have 49ers upset again. Hopefully we'll be picking some different teams for upsets going forward. We both picked the same teams as last week for upsets. So 
Um, you know me, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going with the spread. So, you know, it just is what it is. <laughs> it, it just is what it is. Oh, all right, fair enough. Um, uh, let me see here, real quick. Da, 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 da. Let me save that real quick. <laughs> all right. Well, um, while he's looking up, what he's looking up, I'm just gonna say that you know, as always, we appreciate everyone's uh, listens. We appreciate everyone uh, participating. Chris, big shout out to you for uh, your voice message. It's it's great that we have that and we're able to put it in the episode. Uh, check us out on Facebook with you know Sports Harder Podcast. Check us out on on Twitter um, with uh, at Sports Harder P capital S capital P. Check us out on Instagram at Sports underscore uh, Harder underscore Podcast. Um, I recently bought uh, from Vistaprint uh, cards for us to be able to hand out to people with uh, our logo on the front. And then on the back, it has all the social media aspects of how you can reach us. So that way we can spread the word more easier to people. Um, So that'll be coming in soon. So that'll be fun to start handing those out. Um, What was it that you were that you were looking up? Who, me? Yeah, you were looking up something. You said you were looking up something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. Not going <laughs> to name off all 122 of these guys, because that's a lot. Um, but they did um, just announce today uh, the 122 modern era players for the Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. That's that's a lot. <laughs> just, to, just to run down a few... Of the good names, uh, for like quarterbacks, Randall Cunningham, uh, Jeff Garcia, Boomer. Why is Boomer Esiason yet to be in the Hall of Fame? Jesus, Joseph and Mary, <laughs> um, Jeff Hosseller, Donovan McNabb. He could be. He could very well go in. Uh, running backs, you have people like Sean Alexander, Tiki Barber, Moose Johnston's back in there for a second year. Uh, Herschel Walker, Ricky Waters, you know, those kind of people. Isaac Bruce still trying to get in. Uh, yeah, that guy needs to get in. Him and Tory Holt. Here's another ex-Ram, Henry Ellard. Mm-hmm. Tory Holt. Yep. Uh, <laughs> They're not the greatest show on turf if they don't have Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt. Yeah, here's the sad part. Chad Johnson's up for the Hall of Fame this year, too. Oh, uh, well. And if he gets into the Hall of Fame, God help us all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Heinz Ward is also up for consideration. Uh, tight ends, not really a whole lot to go here. You have Brent Jones from back in the 90s, uh, 49ers, Dallas Clark. In my opinion, he was a good uh, a good one. Jeremy Shockey would be one. Oh, yeah. Um, the offensive line, very rarely will you see an offensive lineman get in. But if I had to make a pick, Tony Baselli needs to go in. Alan Fanica needs to go in. Uh Jeff Saturday, you know, Colts uh, center, you know, he needs to go in. Eric Williams, in my personal opinion, needs to go in because he's a cowboy. <laughs> so uh, defensive lineman, you got people like Leroy Glover, uh, Simeon Rice, Neil Smith, linebackers, the original Clay Matthews, Willie McGinnis, Takeo Spikes, Patrick Willis is up for Hall of Fame consideration as well. Uh, he retired early too. That, that kind of sucked. Really, really sucked. 
corners, Troy Polamalu is up oh, first year. He'll nice. probably, he'll he'll more than likely go in. Uh, Rondé Barber, he needs to go in. He played a long time for the Bucks. Didn't go anywhere else either. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Just like his brother, Troy Vincent, Darren Woodson, Bob Sanders. I loved him when he was with the Colts. Mm-hmm. He loved he loved him some football. <laughs> and then you're you got some kickers in here. You got people like Sean Landetta, David Akers, Gary Anderson, Jason Elam. You know, good for them. Brian Mitchell is and Josh Cribs are also up for special teams considerations. So you just don't know. It's 122 people. They'll cut the list down to 25 in November. So we'll be able to. And then the 15 finalists in January. So I guess in January we can really talk about the 15 finalists. There Once you go. Get down there. We just don't know who's going to get in. Yeah. I mean, well, there you go. Jimmy well, Johnson needs to go into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that, Jerry Jones won't let him. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, he, he should. You're right. Um, well, we got about a minute left, so, uh, you know, to sign off, like we said, we appreciate everyone. Uh, enjoy the football games this weekend. Uh, you know, you can always hit us up on Facebook or let us know about your team and how they're doing or, you know, shout-outs or anything like that. Um, oh, we forgot to do our, our poll. I totally forgot about that while we had this very little time left. Better hurry. Uh, let's look at the... The poll was finalized for the game tonight for who you guys thought. 11% Bucks, 89% Panthers with nine votes. And then uh, we had uh, James Moore uh, comments that he thought it was going to be Panthers 30, uh, um, uh, Bucks 14, which I think he guesses that for every game because I think he said that for the for – the, the Packers, uh, Browns. He, One day he will bears. get it right. Yeah, the Bears won. The Bears, Packers, he said 30 to 14 as well. And we were just like, uh, I don't know about that. So, yeah, we'll see. One day maybe he'll, he'll get it right if he keeps guessing that. Um, cool. So, yeah, sorry about that, guys. Yeah, so the Facebook page, that was the poll. 11% Bucks, 89% Panthers. Pretty one-sided, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, and uh, we'll catch you guys next Thursday. Hopefully the following week, maybe we'll start getting some a Tuesday episode going. So uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side until next Thursday. See you. Peace.